How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining me. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 104 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. We've got a really cool guest here tonight. Um, you know, it's a little bit earlier where he's at. It's uh, eight o'clock in Indiana and four o'clock out west, we'll say. And uh, he is the host of his own show, which I've been listening to lately. Apparently he's listened to a couple of mine lately too. And, uh, he hosts a show called how I embraced the suck and his name is Walt. So welcome, welcome Walt. Uh, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've, uh, I've been looking forward to it. So yeah, blast. We had very minor technical difficulties. It was just me. Apparently, I don't. I don't even know the name of your show until just now. It is embraced, not embrace, huh? Right, right. Okay, with a D. So we had a little uh, issue with email addresses and whatnot, but we're all we're all good. We're here. Um, I guess before we get into anything else, why don't you just tell us about sort of what your show is? Um, I mean, I obviously know. But I think it's a really cool, um, a cool idea, and I don't want to, I don't want to explain it for you. So why don't you just tell us about your show? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's basically um, me talking to vets, and and kind of uh, my goal is to have kind of just like just basically record a conversation, just like you'd have sitting on the couch or something. Um. It it kind of started as um well i think i think the tagline i say something like um where you get a chance to see to hear what it's like to be in the military um, Mm. as far as a listener goes but what it really what it's kind of grown into also is just giving vets a chance to tell their story um in a way that you know you you may not traditionally hear Mm -hmm. with the normal media so yeah that's pretty much it. I mean, if you want to hear vets talk about being in the military, give it a go. Everyone, every one's a little different. Um, I don't, the only format I have is that we start talking and that's pretty much it. And it goes yeah. over the guest once. I kind of noticed, I mean, it sounds like you always ask one question at a certain point in the show. Mm. And I think it's a yeah. good question. Um, so yeah, I mean, tell us what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I always ask uh, if a kid 
a teenager was to ask them or was to tell them, hey, I'm interested in joining the military. What's your advice? Um, I always ask them what they would say. And and it varies, you know, um, anywhere from yes to no. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I was really surprised, have been surprised continually by how much of them, how many of the replies are um, not subjective, but just like there's there's more to it than just a yes or no, you know, yeah, by and more, large, a little more nuanced. Um, it sounded to me, I, I probably listened at this point. I've listened to maybe half a dozen or maybe 10 episodes. And, uh, a lot of them seem to say like, uh, you know, like maybe like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of in the middle. Right. You know, I, I feel like I've heard a number of them say if it was my kid, I'd say hell no. But if it was like some, you know, teenager who didn't know really, you know, it's like it's not a simple yes or no for most of them, I guess. Right. I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouths, but. Yeah, which I appreciate, Um, you know, I think it's pretty cool that they're even I mean, of course, I've had a couple who say heck yes. And I've had a couple who say heck no. Mm-hmm. And just straight up with no nuance. And, um, but it's interesting to me because I'm open to any guest with a, with a couple caveats, but they're somewhat self-selecting just because of my viewpoint on things. Mm-hmm. So I get, I tend to get people that are more anti-war. Mm-hmm. Um, but even those guys, a lot of times are like, well, what are you trying to do? Like, talk to the kid. What are your goals? You know, are you Mm -hmm. trying to, do you want free college? That's a way to get it. It might not be a good way, you know, and, and, um, morally, you know, it might be inconsistent with what that person believes, but they can advise the kid and say, Hey, look, if you're trying to get a free college, this is an option as opposed Mm -hmm. to maybe, maybe you don't have any other options. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and you can get a lot out of it, you know, I, I've had friends, I've had friends that went into the military and, you know, gained some really valuable skills, you know, to, to put it mildly. And, uh, you know, I guess what I've appreciated about listening to your show is it's, you get a very personal view from one guy in one, you know, branch and one, whatever, you know, right. battalion squad, fill in the blank. And, um, you know, I was listening to the guy about um, the guy with the dog, right? Oh, yeah. Pat. Pat Watson. Okay. That was Pat oh, Watson. Or, no, okay. uh, or it might have been Seaburn. Okay. Well, he was talking about how he almost felt like he um, he had almost like a guilt complex about not having had as much intensity of, of combat or whatever as other guys had. Right. which I just found to be, um, you know, in a weird way, something I could relate to, even though I'm not, I've never been in the military. Have you been in the military? I, I, no. I assume you have see. Okay. Cause at one point I heard, I heard one of your guests ask, like, were you in? And you said no. And I thought maybe you just meant like the Marines. So you've never actually been in the military, but you, you just felt like this was something you wanted to do, huh? Interview these guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, um, I, I was a real numbers guy and I loved, you know, I airplane flying over, I knew all the names and numbers and 
mm. all the specs and everything. Um, well, I mean, more than everybody around me. And I thought, you know, guys in the military hate to hear this, but I did I, as a kid, I was like, oh, I should join the military. Right. And I, uh, I didn't for various reasons, but, um, yeah, I've just always been intrigued by, it. you know, it's, it's manly, it's cool, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even as, you know, even holding, even viewing it the way I do now, war and whatnot, there's still like a real manly aspect to it. Just like a, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and head, head out and, you know, hang with the boys kind of thing. So, yeah. And I, and, and yeah, there's a little backstory actually. Part of what got me to, or I should say an aspect of what got me to um, be not a fan of war is talking to vets like face to face, like having actual conversations with real guys that I know and hearing, you know, the old stories about a guy comes back from Vietnam and never talks about it. Right. And, um, what was it? I think the book flag of our fathers or something, it was written by the son of one of the guys who was in the Iwo Jima photo where they're raising the flag on Iwo Jima. Mm. I believe I'm pretty sure that's the case. And he didn't know it was his dad in the photo until after his dad died. Cause his dad never talked about it. No kidding. Wow. So, so that talking to guys, regardless of their viewpoint on war, talking to them and hearing their stories was a big part of what brought me here. So, a big part, as far as a listener is concerned, a big part of the show, my goal with the show is to give them, regardless of where they go with it, whether they say, yeah, turn the desert into glass, or whether they say, hey, you know, um, Greenpeace and end war all over the world and make it illegal. Wherever they go with it, I think they're going to benefit from hearing from the actual guys who are in the trenches or in mm-hmm. the kitchens or in the motor pool, wherever, wherever they end up being, you know have seen movies and watching the news is a very poor way to get a realistic understanding of what it's like to be in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny to listen to some of these guys talk about, um, it might've been the same guy, might've been somebody else, but talking about how, like even some of the quote unquote anti-war movies kind of almost come across to the layman, to the, to the, to the regular person as being, like pro war just because of the, like the scenes that are all like, you know, uh, testosterone and like rock and roll music and helicopters and machine guns. And, but you know, if you actually are watching the movie analytically, you, you know, the point of the entire piece of art is anti-war, but at the same time, it's a movie. It's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to, well, it's meant to make you feel what they feel, right? Like, you know, this whole fog of war thing that I've heard at least one of the guys you interviewed talk about where, you know, at, at the, at the moment you're, um, you're so in the mission, you're just like doing your job Mm. that you're not really questioning everything else. Right. You're just, you're, you're executing and that's what they train you to do is what it sounds like. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So then it's no wonder, I think, that when a lot of these guys get out, they 
you know, they have to grapple with all of the memories, you know, in a more analytical kind of way. And, um, Hmm. you know, I, 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 I don't envy that. Right. Like, I, I guess I'm at a loss for words a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's, I, I really empathize with that whole, um, that whole thing of like, after the fact, you know, hindsight's 2020. Right. But in the moment you're, you're just, you're doing what you're, what you're, what you're told or what you're, what you think is best. And, you know, Hmm. yeah. 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 It's not an enviable, (laughs) enviable position for sure. No. Well, and you and I met, right. I probably should have said this at the beginning. We met at Childerberg and it was so, it was so interesting because there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, ex-military dudes that go to Childerberg from all the, all the branches, you know, I probably met at least half a dozen, but I'm sure there were twice or three times as many as that. And, um, I mean, how many folks do you figure were there? First of all, overall. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, I heard numbers. 200. Yeah. Okay. Two, maybe uh, 300. I don't remember exactly. Um, I bet you, I bet you, I don't know, a, a 10th of them, maybe a 20th were military guys, ex-military guys, at least. Oh yeah. Like a, yeah. A good number, be a good number. And given that that is a pretty like, <laughs> you know, no bones about it, like anarchist festival. Um, it's just interesting to, you know, to see how these guys after going through what they went through and being treated the way they were treated. And mm. it sounds like a lot of times after they get out, how they're just like not given the time of day anymore. Um, in terms of getting their benefits and getting things settled and yeah, man, a lot of them don't care for the government after going through it all. It sounds like, <laughs> well, and, and in all fairness, a lot of them do like, I, like I say, okay. I mean, my, I, again, I'm open to anybody. If there's a vet listening to this and you're not currently running for political office and you never worked for the CIA, then <laughs> I am, I'm open to have you on the show hundred percent. Oh man. But what if, what if they had worked for the CIA? You don't want to interview that guy? Like, I if you could. I don't discuss the CIA in public as a matter of uh, principle. Uh, self, <laughs> self-preservation self principle? Sure. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It just... Okay. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of my, my position on it. But, You're not going yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going there. I, it, yes, it yeah. would be interesting. Like in person, for sure. But just for the show, um, it's it's... You got to have some rules, I guess. And yeah, that's, that's one of them. But, but yeah, that's what I was saying. So in all fairness, I mean, there's, there's a huge array. And my goal is that the guest not regret coming on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't punch back. I don't do anything. I present an environment or, I mean, that sounds all gay and stuff, but like, I just, I, I'm having a conversation. I'm not looking to start a fight or anything. Um, yeah, you're not coming in with some kind of agenda or right. Yeah, right. But but that said, like I said, the people that I like actively pursue, usually it's self-selecting in a certain sense, and mm-hmm. and so they tend to be a little more opposed to the the state as a rule. But also, like the whole point of the the whole point of the show, and it's kind of so it's kind of fitting because the whole point of the show is to give an outlet to people that don't have one to a certain extent. 
Mm. Um, and you, the vets that you do see on, on the public media or the, the corporate press, I should say of the vets that you see, the anti-war group is probably the least represented, mm. at least in my experience. So I'm, I'm totally fine with being a little off balance on my show to kind of help bring a little balance to the world. Yeah. Yeah. But, I but know again, what, I know what you mean. I know if, what you mean. If you're pro war, pro U.S. military and government, dude, come on the show. Like, uh, I, I want people to hear your story. That's really, mm-hmm. that's really the goal. So, yeah. But yeah. Well, it's funny because it sounds like you're almost like, I mean, I know you're not neutral, but you try to, uh, like you said, you know, present a open, open discourse, you know, open space for people of any, any opinions. Um, but it's easy for guys like you and I to be considered as, you know, controversial, uh, dangerous, whatever you want to fill that blank in with. Um, right. And it sounds like you and I have had similar experiences lately. Um, right. (laughs) Um, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting topic, man. Um, how does it feel? I'll just put it this way, right? How does it feel to have someone not want to come on and share their story for, not because they wouldn't necessarily do it, yep. you know, anyways, but because they're a little bit afraid of, of what you stand for, I suppose. Yeah. Is that a good way to phrase the question? I don't know how better, you know? Yeah. Well, well, there's, there's, so to set it up, uh, I heard your recent episode about, um, the fellow that wanted his episode pulled. Mm-hmm. And so I just messaged you and said, Hey, you know, I hear you. I've been there similarly kind of, um, mm-hmm. and I appreciated how you, how you address it. You didn't throw him under the bus, but you also said, you know, Hey, he's, this is his decision to be it as it may. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, so I had an experience where, and and it is it's different for me because I've had I've had lots of no's. I've had more no's than yeses when I ask someone to be on the show. Because I would figure, I would yeah, figure, yeah, just yeah. because of the nature of the show and and the topic, right? I mean, well, people, as a rule, a lot of military guys don't want to talk about it, especially in public. You know, maybe maybe in private, but yeah, that's that's kind of par for the course for you. So what made this other particular situation different i guess yeah yeah there so so the instance that i had um i had a fellow i a friend that i knew and i was like oh hey you know i got this show you want to come on and he's cool guy get along really well um i don't know where he is politically like i tend to think he's probably liberal like left democrat i don't know maybe republican i doubt it but probably left right yeah and his response was right away was I wouldn't want to do something like that because I plan to run for office eventually. And I expect by the time I do that, something I would say on the podcast would be, um, cancelable material essentially. Yeah. And, and that's why I mentioned where he's where he's coming, where I believe he's coming from, because I can understand, you know, someone's on the right and they're like, yeah, you know, in five years, this is going to be illegal to say or something. But what I assume his politics to be, I was like, 
wow, this guy, you know, he's looking ahead and he's seeing that something he would say now, just as a matter of course, could be not acceptable in a, in a few years. I don't know what his time frame yeah. is, but what, 10 years, you know? I mean, so I was just like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. I wasn't really offended. Um, like I say, I've had so many no's. It, I'm mm-hmm. shocked when someone says yes. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, I was still like, oh, that's kind of different. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess <clears throat> it, it it sounds similar, but not quite the same in that, like, I, I, I almost felt that, um, with my, with my guy, it was more that he was afraid that people would, would take his, his association to the, to the podcast as, right. as guilt by itself, his words completely, you know, not even part of the equation, just the fact that he had been on this show, which I suppose, you know, if they so chose, they could, they could put in, into some kind of category, right? right? Extremist, alt-right, or some bullshit like that, even though, man, like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about left-right. I'm right. fucking, I'm in this over here category, you know? Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it is kind of a, I just, I'll just call it a buzz kill. Like it's not the end of the world or anything, right? Like it's just a buzz kill that despite the fact that like you can have so much overlap with people, the little bit of, you know, area outside of the shared part of the Venn diagram would be Mm -hmm. enough to make them afraid to be known alongside you, so to speak. Right. You know, and the whole running for office thing, like, yeah, they probably just have to, they got to, they got to be careful about everything they do if they actually want to go that way. (laughs) Even though I think the irony is that it actually is flipping around the other way where people would rather vote for somebody who has a little bit of a blemished record as long as it's nothing major, you know what I mean? Like, is it a real person? Like, Oh, did he get, you know, busted for drinking underage and like, you know, got caught with a bag of weed, but now he's like a respectable person. And, you know, it's better than these puppets we got now, you know, these fake people that aren't even real. Like, right. I'm on a tangent here, man, but (laughs) if, if they're too clean, what's wrong with them? Right. Well, that's it, man. you know, like I like how with your show in, in your intro, you say um, I might not get it exactly right, but uh, like this show is completely unedited. Like you've been warned. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, man, like we're not we're not trying to make this picture perfect because it ain't right. This shit's fucked up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like kind of blew my mind when uh, I heard one of your guests talking about how there was like a uh, human trafficking ring on one of these Navy ships. Mm, Right. Yep. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) It's nuts, man. Yeah. There was, there was one week, like you're talking about it being heavy and everything. There was one week where I interviewed 
I think three, I, I had, I interviewed three guys mm-hmm. and I went on someone else's show about it. And I just started listening to a guy called Jacob George, Jacob, Jacob David George, vet deployed to Afghanistan like three or four times, wrote a bunch of music and then ended up committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And so his album is heavy. Like it just, especially knowing that he succumbed to it later, it just, it was tough. And that week, dude, was hard. And and the guys I interviewed weren't even like telling hard stories. It was just, I don't know. It was a tough week. <laughs> like near the end of the week, I was like, "Holy smokes, I'm depressed. This is this is not good." <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It was just uh, kind of yeah, like you're saying. I've not been there myself. You know, I don't I I don't have the experience. Um, but I think it's possible to have. Um, sympathy, empathy. I can never remember which one's which, but whichever one is, yeah, whichever one where you haven't experienced it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible to have that, um, for them. Um, in spite of not, not having been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's almost what makes your show like different is there's, uh, you know, I've listened to like biting the bullet and stuff, and that's like military guys talking to military guys. Right, right. Um, but with your show, it's kind of like uh, you've got the curiosity of of the outsider, of the guy that didn't go through it. Right. right. Yep. Which is cool. Um, yeah, man, I've really enjoyed listening to your stuff lately. I'll I'll, I'll have to keep going back through it because uh, you you've got some cool guests. Do you do many like repeats or is every episode like somebody new? So yeah, so far everyone's somebody new. I had a special on Memorial Day where I had like four four or five guys come in and just just chat. Like it was just more of a mm-hmm. like a biting the bullet kind of retard fest, but um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hope I hope they listen to this. Well, I I think <laughs> retard fest is is we should put that in the ring if they ever if they ever want a new name for Childerberg, we could just call it Retard Fest. There you go. <laughs> or Schizo Schizo Fest or yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> um no, but the yeah, it, it's I've been considering a little different format change, but you know, I haven't really decided on anything. But yeah, it does, it is a little awkward because every episode is a new person. Mm-hmm. So, so by the time we're done recording, we're usually like, Oh, Hey, now we could actually start a good recording. You know, now we're comfortable with each other and, um, yeah, you know, everybody's well, that a little is different. a, that's, that's, I know the feeling. Um, a lot of times it takes a little while to, to break the right. ice, but I, I love the challenge of interviewing somebody, especially somebody that I like don't know. It's almost easier mm. to to do, I think, if you have a friend. I mean, it's weird. It's different. Like with a sure. friend, you almost feel like you're forcing it, or you're, um, or you're tainting what is what is normally just a hangout session. Mm. Yeah, that's been my experience. Um, you almost have to. For me, I have to work through that. Like, well, I'm with my friends, but like, I'm also recording and trying to make a show out of it. So there's this like pressure. Right. Uh, that normally wouldn't be there versus with a, with a stranger. It's, um, it's a different kind of challenge, you know, 
it's a totally different kind of challenge where I'm trying to gain the trust with them that I, that I don't already have. So I'm not like stepping on any previous relationship. It's, it's like, I have to build up a new one, which is, which is funny, you know? Right. Well, you're probably like the third or fourth guy, at least, uh, from Childerberg that I've interviewed, man. Oh yeah. Childerberg was, was something else, man. Are you going back? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on it. Yeah. I, I you, hope uh, to, as long as everything goes well, I'll be there too. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I forget the name of the belly tat guy. He was cool. Uh, the what now? The guy who had belly tats. Oh, the, the yeah. Marine made Ty. That's Ty. Yeah, man. Ty. That's right. Yeah. He was on my show like a month or two ago. Yeah, I yeah. listened to that one. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I do like your style. You're, uh, you're just you're really laid back, just super casual. Until um, I get really pissed, man. <laughs> I I was listening to a couple just today and and uh, yeah I could tell sometimes you're like eh, you're shifting in your seat kind of like hang on <laughs> I get a little worked up sometimes brother <laughs> but I think that's what keeps yeah. it alive you know like right yeah yep yeah it keeps it interesting uh huh well it makes me think yeah. to ask like so when did you start doing this and like I guess I mean you maybe kind of already answered but like why did you start doing it. Oh, the show? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I went to Childerberg last year. Um, and obviously the as as was this year, the big mm-hmm. joke was uh, you know, it, everybody here has a podcast, right? Who doesn't have a yeah. podcast? And so yeah. it was cool for me because I was meeting people that I'd listen to and you know, I'm like, hey, this is a really cool guy. Um mm-hmm. so I was just like I was overtaken by I'm like, this is this is a cool experience. And I was leaving, I was driving home and on the road, I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm like, Hey, this, cause I, anytime I find something new, I'm like, Hey, this is cool. Maybe I could do it. You know? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't have anything original to present, you know, anything, anything that I thought of where I'm like, Hey, this is something I know a little bit about or, or an area of interest of mine. It was like, well, somebody's already done it. Right. I mean, or several people have already done it very well. Not that that's not that that's um, means I couldn't do it. Um, there's always room for extras, but it was just it was kind of um, the market was already saturated compared to what I would be able to provide. Well, you say that, man, but I almost feel like it's easy to feel that way when you're one of a dozen podcasters at a little festival or two dozen podcasters is probably more like right, it. Right. But truth is like that little festival, man, ain't going to be so little, maybe some someday, like we're, we're sort of just the tip of the spear even still. Like I feel, I feel what you feel. Cause like my listenership is pretty modest at this point still. Sure. And we're back. <laughs> I just, you know, stepped on the cord and it, it shut us it shut us down but we're back so where were we do you remember <laughs> i got lost we were talking childerberg man oh yeah and how i i do i honestly That's think right. um we're like still the tip of the spear like mm. yeah we're a, a few hundred folks that managed to make it out to texas represent many thousands in my opinion yeah 
Oh, for sure. Maybe not many thousands, but at least a few thousand, you know, like <laughs> a few thousand per state, I think. Yeah. Would, would probably yeah. be pretty accurate. Yeah. Which is cool, man. It's kind of cool. Like, I I like that it's a bunch of people from different kind of spheres. Like you have the I kept calling it a convergence. Like, did you listen oh, yeah. to my my Childerberg episodes? Yep. Yeah, man. Because it's like you got the the crypto geeks and you've got the ex-military dudes and then you've got just sort of like the weird like philosophy motherfuckers and like everything in between like ranchers and cowboys and fucking artists and hippies and hobos and (laughs) like total nomads and like successful business people it's it was across the board you know yeah yeah it was was cool so you, you you said something about a potential like format change in the show can i can i ask you to elaborate oh um i i haven't really decided yet it's just me so i just throw ideas around in my head Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to, who was it? I listened a lot. I think it was, I was listening to Seaburn art and war podcast, I believe. And they were talking, BR was on and he was talking mm-hmm. about how, um, he advised them or no Seaburn mentioned how BR had advised them to make it more personal, mm-hmm. like not just, um, I hadn't thought this through. <clears throat> Uh, not not just like um, very cut and dried. Like here, we're interviewing this person. We're interviewing this person. But he'd recommended they have it like more personal. Like maybe have an episode or two where it's just him and Nathan, you know, just chatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, I wonder how I could integrate that into my show because by by design, it's very guest oriented. It's guest driven. It's guest. A lot of people. Maybe not a lot. I'm sure there's people that listen to the show. I know there are people that listen to all the episodes. But a lot of them, you know, it varies based on who it is. You know, like mm-hmm. if maybe they retweet it and then all their people are like, oh, hey, that's cool. And then they don't listen to any others. <clears throat> so there's not like a real... I, I don't know how well the listener connects to the show aside from the guest. Does that make sense? How about, let's put it this way, how well does the listener connect to you as the host? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like now that you say it, I, I, I'm i kind of thinking back. It's like, yeah, you don't talk about yourself much at right. all. At <laughs> all. <laughs> you know? Right. Be- because yeah. I want it to be really about the guest. So mm-hmm. so that's kind of intentional, right? Where I, um, I mean, you know this, and, and podcasters know this, like you try to have a a feel to the episode. Right. And mm-hmm. I, again, I try to make it all about the guests. So I'm asking them questions. Um, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's just kind of how it turned out. So I don't know. So the, the format, not change addition, I should say, I've been considering having an episode or two where, you know, two or three guys return guests come on and we just chat like, like a round table. Yeah. Just record a group phone conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, there's a lot of podcasts out there that do that. And I enjoy listening to them. You know, mm-hmm. it's really fun to just hear guys chat and joke around and yank each other's chain. And, you know, it gives you 
uh, makes you feel like you're there, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So. I think three is often the magic number, and that can even be like three guys plus the host, right? Sure. Especially sure. if yep. you're if you're kind of a hands off, like maybe just like you you prod the conversation every now and again, but like oftentimes I think that three guys, three people, we should say, you know, this is not excluding anybody, um, but three people bouncing off each other can have a rhythm that two sometimes can't have. Um, you know, there's, there's another brain in the mix. So I think it's cool. Um, that would be really, that would be a great idea. Um, have you ever, ever done like any, you know, solo stuff, just almost like I could almost see it being, you know, you might not like to, but, uh, I think it'd be interesting to have a little post conversation. Um, I don't know, analysis, Mm. you know, from your perspective, like recap, uh, what you just, if any, you know, it's, I could almost see that being a segment that occasionally comes into the show after a particularly like Mm. thought provoking episode where, you know, I'll do that sometimes after an interview, I'll come in, do like a little five minute wrap up, like, holy shit, that was something. Just, you know, because I almost think when you have a real hard hitting kind of interview, you have to wind it down for the listener because just cutting it off and like, all right, go on about your day (laughs) with this head full of intensity. Right. Like, right. You know, you got me. (laughs) Yeah. I do that. That's that's an idea for you, you know, but but talking by yourself into a microphone. Trust me, I know, even though I do it. Um, there are days where I can, and there are days where I just can't, you know? Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried it a couple of times, um, for various reasons and I, I need someone to bounce off of. Yeah. I just, I, I, even if in the moment I'm like, oh, I'm hitting it pretty good. I, I play it back and I'm like, holy cow, that is uh, so wooden. Don't, don't listen to it. Don't <laughs> yeah, listen to it. Terrible. <laughs> No, I know that whole like self-conscious, like, oh, I sound like I don't like whatever. I'm not making no sense. Well, maybe you're making more sense than you're giving yourself credit for. Right. Um, But at the same time, I get it. You know, it's not everybody's style. I I alternate, you know, not perfectly. It's not one episode to one episode, but I I do both, you know, by myself. Mm. And and I try to I try to keep it balanced. You know, if I if I haven't done an interview for two or three episodes, I make a point to interview somebody because sure. I don't want my get or uh, I don't want my listeners to get sick of my voice. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. I don't really have a, uh, a voice, a radio voice like you do, right? Where it's just like bullshit, man. Bullshit. <laughs> There's all different shapes and sizes, you know, it's almost good. Like, I, you know, I, I listened to Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak on, mm. on no agenda mm-hmm. and it's, they, they were re- recently talking about how frustrating it would be to listen to like radio shows where the two guests or the two hosts had similar voices. Cause it's like, you couldn't tell one from the other. Right. And I actually had that experience listening to one of your episodes just cause it so happened that whichever mm. guest you know, sounded kind of like you. And I actually think you sound an awful lot like Cody um, from Agora Brewing. 
Oh, okay, sure. Have you ever listened sure. to Revolution Solution? A, a little bit. Yep. I think you and Cody sound very, very similar. I can see that. Yep. And yeah. So, I mean, it, there's all kinds of radio voices, man. Like, you know what I mean? You need, sure. you, need ver, you know, variety is the spice of life. So they say. <laughs> I, I bring the variety. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I say, fuck that shit. You've got a perfectly good radio voice. You've kept me engaged, you know, fuck it. Yeah, I like I like your show, dude. You know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but it is cool to get these these different perspectives, you know, from all. I mean, you've had everything from like special operations dudes to like the guys that swabbed the decks. Right. I mean, right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's it's really I mean, I I like to joke that that once it's not entirely joke. It's kind of true that once the episode's recorded, I'm I not that I don't care what happens, but that's that's the prime. My primary interest is the conversation. Once it's recorded, Mm -hmm. I can almost delete it. You know, I I I enjoy getting it out and and getting people to hear it. But selfishly, you know, it's just that's that's my enjoyment is is just the conversation so regardless doing of what it, it is yeah doing it for its own sake is a good strategy yeah i think you know, that I, was a big, i do i was just that was say, a big I do, okay you go. <laughs> i do my show simply because i enjoy doing it but yeah you right. go ahead no yeah that was a big part of why why i chose this because like i said i was driving back and I felt I didn't really have something unique to offer. Hmm. But I realized, hey, I've talked to vets. I've enjoyed those conversations every time. I've listened to vet podcasts. Everybody knows a vet can talk, right? Especially the Marines. They can just go. Hmm. So if I can do that, A, it's something semi-unique. The format, the, the way I present it, I think is kind of unique. And then um, it's something I'm going to, enjoy because I knew that if I didn't enjoy it, it would, it would fizzle. Like that's just me. If, if I'm not getting anything out of it, I'm not going to want to continue doing it. And I would feel mm-hmm. bad if I started something and, and you know, it, your first guest, they're assuming that the show is going to continue. So if it doesn't, you know, I'd feel bad just letting it die. But I knew this is something that I would just, I'd continue to enjoy and, every new guest is a new story. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty fun and it's a good, it's good experience for me because I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way sometimes where you've got an opinion and dad gummit, I'm right. And (laughs) and don't, don't you challenge me, baby. And, (laughs) uh, and so it's been really good for me to hear different viewpoints and, and be able to just, um, interact with people. You know, because the online online has so little personal inter, personal interaction, it I think it's it's kind of crippling, right? So mm-hmm. to be able to talk to somebody regardless of whether I agree with them or not, and just have a good conversation and enjoy it has been kind of something else I like about it. So yeah, I can relate because like it's almost like a good excuse to have conversations. Right. You know, having, having 
a podcast, like not that you wouldn't have the conversation naturally, but it gives you an excuse. It gives you an extra impetus, you know, and maybe to talk to people you wouldn't otherwise, which is actually part of why it bummed me out so much that a friend of mine who may or may not agree with me a hundred percent on everything, like, sure. I don't, I don't need you to agree with me on everything. Um, it's not a requirement to, to be a friend or to be on the show or to have a cool perspective on whatever, you know, just cause I fucking don't agree with any form of government necessarily. Like doesn't mean you have to feel that way too. We can still chat and have a good time and hang out. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But it, it bums me out that maybe, and, and it, it, it could be the truth that, that, that could be held against somebody like, Oh, you associate with Mm. this known anarchist and like, Oh, that sounds bad on paper, but like, it's like, no, he's just my buddy, Mike, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the world we live in. It's, it's self-censorship is I think the best way to describe it. Like the fear of being heard saying, saying really anything um yeah i i don't know i i i think it's really cool that you have a way apparently of bringing these ex-military guys out and like getting them to kind of speak at least halfway openly about their experiences that's that's a that's a talent you seem to have so do you do you fear like running out of potential guests you know like that would be my fear with such a niche show um it's possible to run out of guests that are interested in coming on yeah i i I actually um i started out releasing every week and Mm. i between my personal schedule and and guests who i'd been able to schedule interviews with i actually ran out so i took Mm -hmm. i think it was like a three-month break or something um and then was able to build back up a reserve and now I'm just releasing every other week. Mm-hmm. So I've found it's more the it's more of getting people to say yes is the problem than finding people. You know, because there's there's tons of tons of vets out there. So <laughs> Yeah, but like how do you get connected with these guys? Is it all like folks you either knew personally or know somebody who knows them like one degree away? Yeah, it that or or someone I know from online. I mean, okay. no, yeah. you know, quotation marks. Right. Um, no of, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so yeah, there's well, you ought to you ought to get Ty on the show, man. Yeah. Yeah. I message him. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see if uh, I can put in a good word for you. Yank his you know? chain. It, it, <laughs> yeah. uh, he he actually uh he let's see. I think he kind of replied and said, "Oh, that'd be cool." And then we just haven't connected. So usually, yeah. I like let somebody know. I don't want because of what I'm going to say next. I don't want to throw them under the bus. But um, usually, I let somebody know, and if they express interest, I kind of just leave the ball in their court. Um, and if they say no, I say, "Cool, have a nice day." So so I say that because I don't mean to imply that this was him. It's, I really understand when people say no. The analogy that yeah. I've come up with is if I had a podcast about uh, marriage and I said, Hey, why don't you come on and talk about your honeymoon? 
in detail or say, hey, why don't you come on and talk about your divorce? Your divorce, yeah, I was right? going to say. Yeah. It's, it's like whether, whether someone's experience in the military was great or not great or indifferent, somewhere in between, that's, that's extreme. It's a just, it's a very personal, mm -hmm. um, situation. So when someone says they don't want to come on, I don't need to know why I don't need to know the details I've had. I've, I've heard all kinds of reasons, right? No big deal. I understand. Like I'm not, it's, it's literally, I'm just asking. And if you don't want to, that's, it doesn't change our relationship at all. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I've definitely, I know what you mean where it's like, some people are kind of wishy-washy, don't want to do it or, or outright a no. Other people are totally on board. I try to prod the people that are kind of on the fence about it or, or that say, oh yeah, that'd be cool. But you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta poke them a little bit occasionally, get them, right. get them going. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun talking with Ty. He's a good dude. And, uh, the other guy I really want to get from, well, there's, another two guys from Childerberg, at least, um, who I haven't talked to yet on the podcast, but I want to, and that's Jared with, with the leg. I say, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, he thought it was hilarious. Cause I was like, I was like, man, there's like three fucking Jared's here at least. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's Jared with the t-shirts. There's uh, there, uh, what was the other one? Jared, with something or other. And then yeah. there's Jared with the leg, you know, he's, yeah. he's got the fucked up leg. And I, you know, I, I really want to get him on, but he told me he's got to wait until his, uh, his shit is sorted. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I didn't want to risk. It that. sounds like that's a common theme with the military guys. Like they're often in this like limbo after they get out and right. Kind of sucks, man. It sounds like they, yeah, they get kind of, fucked around with and strung along and not really prioritized as, as post, you know, mm. uh, what do you call it? Um, discharged. once they get out. Yeah. yeah once they're yeah. discharged. Yeah. Well, yeah, to that, um, Seaburn and, uh, he, he said this on the episode with him. He said, um, he, well, when I messaged him originally about coming on, he said he wanted to wait until he got out because he was currently act or currently active. Mm -hmm. um, and then once he got out, he came on the show, and I asked him why, and he said um, because uh, he didn't want to come on the show, he wouldn't have the freedom to say what he wanted to say if he was still active, right? Similar to what you were saying about Jared, like he's got some stuff going on that he has to sort out first, <clears throat> right? Uh, Seaburn he wanted to speak freely, but his, and I, and I respect him for it. His viewpoint was he couldn't say something on the podcast and then go to work the next day and have his juniors be like, Hey, well, if you believe that, why are you here? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Right. So I, I was like, yeah, I, I respect that. You know, totally. I think it'd be, um, yeah, it'd be challenging as a active. Have you had many active duty guests? Um, some, I've definitely had more former than active. Yeah. Um, just, I know there's a lot of like legalities and everything. The fact that it's only audio, I think helps. Um, and I offer whatever level of anonymity the, the guest wants. I mean, I'll, I'll call them, you know, fireball the space monster if they want. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? 
Yeah. 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 I do the same. Um, a handful of my guests have stayed anonymous. Right. As a rule, I generally don't use last names unless they are like promoting themselves and want to be known. Sure. Um, yep. Which is funny because it's almost like the guy that wanted his episode pulled, like, it's almost like from one side to the other, like, you know, wanted to be promoted, then didn't, you know, and oh, I'm not, right. you know, when I say this, I'm not even saying that, you know, I'm not talking shit. I'm just, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating and kind of sad world that we're living in where people are scared to, to have their name put on a list, man. Yeah. And, uh, psh, it's like, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I'm already on it. I'm already on it. Let's go rock and roll. Fuck it. Yeah. That, that's why I messaged you. Cause I just heard that episode and I felt for you. I was like, Oh man, you know, just, you were so open and, and genuine about it. I'm like, yep, yeah, I can feel that. Man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hurting too <laughs> for you. You know, it was just, I, uh, it was really cool. I like it. I like well, your, I appreciate your whole, that, man. Your I'm glad you reached there. out. I'm glad you did. Cause, uh, yeah, like I, I've, I've had your, uh, your podcast on my, you know, on my library mm. on, on Spotify for a while. Um, and I listened to, I remember I listened to two or three of them right after Childerberg. And then I listened to like three or four of them yesterday while sure. I worked. Um, yeah, just one kind of rolled into the next and it's a, it's a good kind of flow you guys, you guys have. Like I said, I think it works. Maybe you being a civilian and them being military. Um, do you have any like particularly like any episodes that just were your absolute all time, like kick-ass favorites? Um, not really. I mean, I, I, and of course, I mean, it's the, it's the, uh, well, who's your favorite kind of thing, but like genuinely, I really don't have, I have a lot that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, some, you know, it's over and, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't quite as, I didn't quite get, everything out of it that I was hoping that I think could have come out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, sorry, I lost track. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. This is another common theme. I'm, I'm bringing my show to yours between the audio issues and the, and the mental lapses. Uh, well, the audio issues were all on me. So <laughs> no, but I guess, you know, I, how many how many episodes do you have so far? Ah, oh, shoot! People ask me this. You've been um, doing it for over a year, you say? A year and a half or something? Uh, I just my first episode I released like a year and three weeks ago or something like that. Okay, okay. but um, <clears throat> like I say, I took that break and then I haven't been. I've only been doing it every other week, so I think 30, 35, 30. something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit! I've so, probably listened to half of your shit then. Yeah. But uh. I haven't noticed any that I would say were subpar by any means. I'm just curious if there was one where it was just like, holy shit, like bombshell. I think the fucking sex ring on the, on the Navy vessel is a pretty big bombshell, but oh yeah, apparently that's like that came out. That's not top secret information. Like that's a known right thing. Yeah. That's he was, Matt was saying that it's uh there's like newspaper articles about it and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, the the one, the one that um, that I I think I'm the proudest of getting the guests I'm proudest of getting to date mm. is um, a lot of people have seen the show Generation Kill. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know if you have, but um, 
the 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 driver HB, in the show hbo hbo yeah the the driver in the show uh ray person i actually got the, the actual guy on the show and that I'm was kidding. really cool that was neat yeah he, he's an awesome guy it was a blast and he's actually ex-military and and acted for this uh no not the actor the the oh. actual guy because the show is based on um oh. on a real unit right a guy went in evan wright went in and uh was embedded with them wrote newspaper wow. wrote uh magazine articles and then wrote a book and then they made the movie about it so wow yeah that was it was neat he's an awesome guy and if if your listener wants to know which one it was they're gonna have to listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're pretty vague with your titles i'll give you that yeah there, there's a there's a have you figured out the easter egg for the titles no ah, i guess i haven't okay. really thought about I, it I guess, much but all right I'll I'll tell you later, but as far as the listener is concerned, okay. gotta listen to the whole show. Yeah, it seemed a little um detached or like um, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. It it's well shocks, I'll I'll i I'll say it. I, I like to leave like little Easter eggs, but or yeah. an Easter egg. But long story short, um buddy of mine who I recorded first first with the first episode, which ended up being a test, we were sitting there recording old lady walks up and she's like, there's a cat. Oh, you know, a dead cat or whatever. And not, all, not all there. <clears throat> um, and we dealt with her issue and then came back, ended up not using that recording, but her voice was picked up on the microphone. So I was like, Oh, that'd be hilarious to just take a, a chunk of unrelated audio that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with anything in the episode and put it at the very end after the outro right so if you listen all the way through to the very end you'll hear you'll hear a little chunk of audio that the title is taken from that's funny yeah Yeah. no because there were a couple times today where i was like what the fuck like (laughs) because i'm working like i'm in somebody's backyard and i'm like who said that like what the hell i'm gonna have to go back and hear those again that that's funny man so you're just tripping people out like you're just fucking with us Yep, pretty much. Fucking with, our ear, fucking with our ears, man. That's funny. So, I can yeah. dig it. I can dig it. Makes me want to do something weird like that. Like just put a little fart noise in there somewhere just to, you know. It, it does make it a little difficult, like because the title has nothing to do with the episode. So when someone's like, yeah, I don't remember the title. I'm like, mm, I yeah, probably don't probably either. Wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you put much of a description in there, though? Like. Um. So because of the nature of both former military and also the nature of like voluntarists slash anarchist circles of anonymity, I like to, I I knew I was going to have guests that would want to be completely anonymous, a hundred percent. So instead of having their episodes be, um, searchable or blank, right? Like Mm. nothing, just plain vanilla. Listen to this episode. And then another one be like, Hey, here's so-and-so from this organization, you know, the whole notes, the whole show notes that, that a lot of shows have, I decided to just make it across the board. Um, a, a minor description. So I usually like ask a couple questions or type a couple questions about the show. Right. Right. Like, um, trying to remember what is what is uh 
like a non sequitur question for, that if you listen to the show, you'll hear, you'll hear about it. Like I think the latest one, I said something like, um, what's a good, what's a good coffee tip? I'm like, spoiler, it, it involves not using instant coffee in the coffee pot. Right. And then, and then you listen to the show and you'll hear why that's there. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, because and you always have a little clip at the beginning that comes from somewhere in the middle, right? Right, right. Yeah, a little a little quote from the from the guest that teases kind of what's to come, which I think is a cool a cool thing. You know, I, I tend to just I maybe I talk too much. I tend to introduce things and uh, give a prologue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But everybody yeah. everybody does it their own their own way. And it's it's cool, man. Like. I, I, I don't mind that there were fucking 10 different podcasters at Childerberg because gave me a whole bunch of new fucking content to listen to, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, man, we're coming up on like an hour. It looks like any, um, any thoughts, any, any questions, concerns, comments, uh, musings. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, I like the show. If there's anybody that's listening um, for some odd reason, because I'm here, uh, pretty unlikely. But if there is, and they don't normally listen to your show, uh, you guys should check it out. It's pretty cool. I, well, like I say, I really like your style. Like your your live intro. Again, I don't have the... I tried that originally, and it was not good. So I quit do doing mean, that. <laughs> what do you mean live intro? Like just, oh, like with the guests? Yeah, yeah. Where rolling you, in. Yeah, because yeah. my little bit is pre-recorded the the mm-hmm. with the music and everything i tried doing that live and it just it was it came i felt it was too stilted so the fact that you're just rolling with it and i, I really like that it's pretty cool well i can tell you we've got two people from instagram that are excited to hear this because Uh-oh. of you <laughs> okay. so yeah man you're you've got some listeners out there yeah uh we got some mutual listeners we should say It's pretty cool, man. Like, I really do think this network, this community is like, I hate to use the same metaphor, but we're the tip of the spear, man. Like we're, we're carving a new path. And I think, uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, get down on ourselves because it, it, it's not happening quick enough or anything like that. Like, you know, let's just keep fucking going to Childerberg every year and keep, you know, building this shit. And Childerberg's just one event. Like, I bet you uh, if you start running low on potential guests, you go to any number of different events across, sure. you know, wherever territory. And uh, that's the cool thing. There's there's probably 25, 30 different, like, really cool sort of freedom-focused uh, festivals. And you go to two or three of those a year, you'll probably have all the guests you could ever shake a stick at. Like I, I definitely met some, some ex-military dudes, like older dudes for the most mm. part, but at self-reliance fest right. in Tennessee. And, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's probably my only tidbit. Like if you start getting short on, on interviewer or interviewees, you just go to a new event and meet 10 or 12 new guys. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I like, like what you're saying where, um, well, the application being it's easy, and I tend to believe this, that that um, social media has a, a difficulty in that it allows 
conversations without repercussions, right? Mm -hmm. People can say something on Facebook that if they said it in person, they get hit in the face, mm -hmm. right? But they can say it in Facebook with no on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever, with no repercussions. You can have you can have extremely emotional conversations um, without get punched basically. real consequence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's easy. And I believe that that's, that is the case. It's easy to just look at the disappointing side of that. Oh man, social media is such a waste of time. It's, there's no point in it. It's all bad, but it also allows people to make connections across the country that they would normally never make. Mm -hmm. Right. People can listen to your podcast and hear about, <clears throat> hear about local bluegrass music they can hear about um gun guys they can hear about your your gardening they can hear about your um um the words escaping me but the, the type of gardening do um, permaculture thank you yep there we go see how dumb i am they can hear about that and and get insight and get your viewpoint on things without ever having met you right so there is a good side to this whole internet social media thing. And if we just focus on the bad side, which is there, then we're going to get uh, an unbalanced view of it, right? And and not utilizing it for the good that it can do. Well, you know, permaculture isn't just gardening, first of all, but that's okay. In, in, ter in permaculture terms, though, we like to say the problem is the solution because that so often... Mm proves to be true. It's very counterintuitive, but say the problem in your backyard is that you have, you know, too much water. Let's say mm, you got standing okay. water, sure. you got standing water in a low part of your yard. Well, that problem is a solution. You just got to turn it on its head and say, all right, that's no longer yard. That's going to become a pond because that's what it wants to be. Sure. So, you know, the problem of social media being that it's so unfriendly, I guess you could say in right. one regard, turn that on, on its head. Well, let's, let's make it friendly. Let's, let's find the friendly parts of the internet. Let's use it to our advantage. And like, you know, I almost felt like I was halfway out of the loop at Childerberg because I'm not on Twitter and I'm not super engaged on, you know, like I, I, you know, right. I don't participate much on like Telegram or whatever. Um, but it only took one guy who I was connected to to say, you got to come to Childer Childerberg and meet all these other motherfuckers that I know about. And, you know, then all of a sudden we're, we're there, we're in person and you can't, you, you know, you can't ignore each other. It's, you know, you're no longer on opposite ends of some invisible wire. You know, you're, right. you're, you're face to face and man, did, you know, it's, it's cool. Like I met more cool dudes in those two days than I'd met in the last, you know, two and a half years. And nobody got hit in the face. And not one fight broke out. Yeah. I mean, like we, we retained the ability to interact in person. Yeah, in in a in a voluntary kind of way, peaceful and and borderline for the most part, pretty darn like loving and and carefree, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty rad, man. Pretty rad. It's it's kind of neat when a bunch of people who all understand the principles of like 
voluntarism get together in one place and start just doing whatever yeah hanging out doing business if you so choose you know all that good stuff right it's kind of cool i i like being you kind of alluded to this i i enjoy being sometimes i enjoy being it can be frustrating but i can often enjoy being the guy who the left thinks is right and the right Mm -hmm. thinks is left just because they're in this binary um um format where if you don't agree with me this is obviously the only other option so you must be this right Mm -hmm. so i kind of enjoy being that middle guy where it's like i'm just kind of busting paradigms a little bit like hey there's a third option you know yeah well there's more Uh, than a third option there's a thousand options exactly 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 so i i like to say that i agree with everybody and nobody you know oh yeah yes like exactly yeah yeah my almost a cheesy way of saying it but you know what i mean you know that you can you can find almost anything almost anyone you can find something you agree with them on Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so so kind of with with my show i kind of have that where i'm interested in military things but i've never been in the military so i'm kind of that intermediary between assumedly the civilian listener and the military guest i know just enough about the military to ask some some questions that the civilian mm-hmm. might be interested in asking but i'm just enough of a civilian that the vet's like eh i can i can tell you're not you know you're not in the military yeah. or whatever so yeah yeah well it's like you fun. halfway you halfway can speak both languages right 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 i still remember a few of the numbers yeah well, it's funny because there were moments where I'm like, there's jargon I don't quite get or this or that. So I'm like, this guy is ex-military. And then there's a moment where it's like, wait, what? No, no, he's not. Like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, man. So can I ask, I mean, is this getting too personal? But like, what do you do for, for money? I'm curious. Oh, I, I, um, I'm a carpenter. Cool. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah, we're... I was- we're kindred spirits here you know i was looking through some of your uh your uh, garden bed builds and i'm like oh pretty nice he knows what's up yeah man <laughs> been 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 learning some skills along the way i'm by no yeah. means like a full-blown expert carpenter there's a whole lot i don't know um but you know i can build a mean garden bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and fuck around a little bit otherwise yeah built built like a little mini bar uh the other day did you see that one? Oh, yeah that's what, okay yes yep i saw yeah, that yeah 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 that was kind of fun <clears throat> had to wedge it between a couple of trees there's like a tree growing through the bar top oh uh, yeah. okay i didn't watch but, all of them i just i saw just enough and i think you opened the door but um yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. tricky that's pretty cool it, it was a little tricky i actually had to don't tell the client but i had to take uh my my sawzall uh-huh. and lop like a wedge out of the tree uh oh yeah i'm like i know enough about trees to know that as long as i don't girdle this whole motherfucker it should be fine sure sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i i pruned it a bit i yeah. did a little root prune you know <laughs> yeah and you left i saw you left an expansion on the the top there you left room for expansion on the tree mm-hmm. that, yeah that's cool yeah yeah yeah, hopefully it lasts a handful of years. 
then right. again, those two trees might just crush it. You know, we'll see. Could be. Yeah. 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 It was that um, cedar. It's all cedar. That's okay. pretty much all yeah. I work with. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good material. Last a long time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I, I started off by doing it because it's easy to like sell the idea. You know, it's natural, you know, pressure treated lumber. Like it's, uh, eh. sure. Like it's supposed to be safe, but like, I wouldn't really want to grow food next to it. Truth right. be told, like everybody that I've listened to says that treated lumber is safe. Uh, mm. but cedar is just so much prettier, you know? And when you yeah. boil it down, the price difference is like, eh, it might be a 15, 20% difference in cost. Mm. Maybe right. a little more, sure. but it's, you know, I think it's worth it. I think it's so beautiful and i just i like to work with it so nice it's, it's a nice much, soft wood too yeah yeah stands well yeah. and cuts well yeah yeah it that's does. cool what kind of carpentry are you doing just kind of whatever anything uh, yeah everything? people ask i mean pretty much anything to do with wood mm-hmm. i don't i don't do drywall or insulation generally yeah <laughs> i anything avoid that from, do you do like um cabinetry stuff or just you know like framing and then uh yeah, cabin uh, framing to trim any any okay. of that really you know I'll cool. do siding or um framing or remodel or whatever yeah so it, it's it's I enjoy it for sure yeah it's good to be in the trades man it's like yep. our work's not our, we're not gonna run out of work here you know? yeah they haven't figured out a robot that can do what we do yet so my yeah my first boss years ago he told me he said uh they they can't outsource building nope you know they can there's a lot they can't outsource and that's cool good for them but uh you know people that live here are gonna need to do remodels you can't Mm -hmm. you can't have that done in mexico or some other country it's got to happen here so well i don't know a general contractor or a handyman or a builder that's not working right now you know oh yeah yeah sure no kidding sure yeah everybody's if 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 you're not working you don't want to that's it because you don't want to but well man any uh any last thoughts you want to plug your show one more time uh all that jazz uh yeah yeah how i embrace the suck should be most everywhere yeah yeah that's pretty much it as as far as that goes yeah thank thanks for the opportunity i appreciate it no doubt man well i think uh i think you ought to keep going keep getting them guests because uh They've got more stories than you can shake a stick at, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and if anybody is listening and wants to be a guest, email me at howiembracedthesuck at protonmail.com. And that's it. There you go. There you go. That's embraced with a D. Yeah. <laughs> at <Yes>. the end. <laughs> and and if right. you're a vet, you'll know what that means. And if you're not, then maybe you don't know what it means. Do you want to explain <laughs> before we sign off, or should we just leave it hanging? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, ne- I never really explain in the show, but it just, it's just a military phrase, embrace the suck, right? When things are tough, when it sucks, mm-hmm. but you got to go like it might, maybe you've got an injured guy and he, you got to carry him on your shoulders for, you know, 300 yards. It's like, well, he's got to get there. So you just yeah. embrace it. Or if you got to right. do one more run in, in the rain in your PT shorts and you got a sergeant who's yelling at you, embrace it and just get it done. You're halfway through a fucking shitty deployment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just got to keep going. Yeah. Embrace the suck. 
So that's that's just a thing. That's just a catch a catch all f- fucking phrase, huh? Yeah. My yeah. my original idea was uh, similar to how biting the bullet used to have a your tax dollars at work segment where mm. where they talk about um, what tax money was spent on in the military. My original mm. idea was to have a segment where they they tell of, of a story, an instance where they embraced the suck. So that was that was the yeah. inspiration behind the title. As it turned out, it's just it goes a lot better if it's just free flowing and less still. Yeah. Yeah, it's like asking somebody to like, hey, what was the worst fucking thing that happened? Right. It's yeah, like, they hear yeah. these questions all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the friendliest of questions. I get it. But I think it's cool, man. That's it's it's a good idea. And like I said, keep it going, man. I hope uh I hope you keep getting in contact with more guys. Uh Cause I bet you, I bet you there's that there's not two, two soldiers that had the same experience. Right. right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I, I have a quick question for you. Sure. As an anarchist without mm-hmm. the government, who would build the gardens? <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> and guys like me. I don't know. Yeah, without the government, man, who would defend us from all the people that wouldn't be our enemies without the government? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If if the government install inst, uh, if the government started a shoe tying program in ten years, people would be like, "Well, how would we tie our shoe on shoes?" That's right. That's right. Cool. Fully. Well, <laughs> Walt, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I hope uh, hope to keep listening to your show for a whole, you know whole long time so and hope to see you in about i don't know four to five months at childerberg maybe six let's see what that june seven about seven Seven. months is it that far away it's may may is it in may yeah i don't know Seven months i hope the winter goes quick yeah (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) right on man well i appreciate you coming on the show yeah thanks for the time appreciate it no doubt like to donate to the easy peasy podcast go to easy peasy gardens.com and hit the donate tab thanks for listening